Well, here we are, Side Talks Podcast. That's right. Um, let me just mention, you know what I think we need at the beginning here? What, what? First of all, let me say, we're sponsored by Revelator Coffee. We let's sure that, are. Let's just talk about that all the you time. You know, why not? So, Rev, thank you, Revelator Coffee, thank for, you for sponsoring. Thank you so much. But you know what else we need other than coffee? Uh, what? I've been thinking about it. Brad, you know that intro to Kickstart My Heart, Motley Crue? I do. That, I feel like we need that this, today. Can okay. you can you throw that in there? Okay. Kickstart My Heart! You like that? Uh... I'm basically have Vince Neal's voice. If you're yeah, not, you never well, yeah, that. people have said Kicks that. I don't know the rest of the. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. Uh, what is that? Girls, is that girls, Mr. Girls. Neal himself who's right. just come into the studio? Right. Yes. Wow. The Dollhouse in Fort Lauderdale. What's a what's the what's the word for doppelganger but solely <laughs> of the voice? Um. um uh, yeah, that's a great. That's a great question. We'll I don't know. Ask vocal that. ganger. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Ask the lead singer of Journey. Okay, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will. I'll, I'll text um, him right now. Anyway, yeah. Let's talk. Let's 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 not let's stick to what we know, which is oh, movies, movies kind of, and really not that much else, <laughs> and not that much about movies, depending on who you talk to. By the way, who are you? I'm Corey Kraft. Oh, and I'm Vince Neal, and All this right. is a podcast. Let's talk movies. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. It's time for a five-minute fight, bitch. Five-minute fight. Oh, what are we fighting about today? We're fighting about Fifty Shades of Grey. Let me turn to my notes. I actually have notes on Fifty Shades of Grey. Are you impressed? I am impressed because I've got nothing. I want to point out, we're not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. We're talking about Fifty Shades Darker. What? Is that okay? Yeah, I have no memory <laughs> of that kind one. Of all the same. Uh, sure, it's not Fifty Shades Freed. No, which it's I fi- haven't seen. <laughs> Fifty Shades Darker. It's kind of all the same. I, so, this is the one with Kim Basinger, who's introduced, mm-hmm. I guess, somewhere That's in this Mama. movie. That's and then, Mama. like, um, uh, oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dakota Johnson gets some sort of stalker. She does. Uh, but but meanwhile, Christian Grey is buying like. Every single luxury item he can to woo. Uh, what's what's the character's name? I don't Old remember. girl. Old um, girl. He definitely makes at least twenty five trips to the uh, to the Mac store. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like a an armful of laptop computers yeah, for sure. every and, time, and Apple gear. Every time she gets a slight promotion at work, she gets she gets sprinkled in 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 MacBooks. Flies her somewhere, doesn't he? he does. or is that and in the first a, movie? And, and there's a really weird about eighty percent of the way through when you think the movie's about to wrap up. There's a weird like, is he going to die in a helicopter? Oh, yeah, helicopter crash, and they use some kind of stock footage okay. that feels nothing like the film. All right, That's, so, this is that one. Yeah. So this movie's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Oh, just now. Yeah, okay. let's, no, 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 let's, let's do it. Yeah, start the timer. Uh, Rachel, um, listen, I know that you think Dakota Johnson is hot. We all think Dakota Johnson is hot. Listen, if but you were, what what are the other redeeming qualities look, of this movie? There, I don't think there are any. You're, I, look, if you think the only reason that I have an affinity for, for Dakota Johnson is because she's hot, you're wrong. I, I didn't it say is, that was the only okay, reason, good, 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 but... Good. Let's 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 not be you know let's not beat around the bush here. That's a significant okay. part of it. It actually is, and here's what I'm going to say. Okay, this film stays in its lane. 
This film knows what it is, which is very narrow, which is good, bad. It provides it provides a particular level of enjoyment. You can't tell me that when you watch this film, even though you can't really remember the film itself, (laughs) that you didn't have a great motherfucking time at the movies. I had a better time with the first one, which is paradoxically a worse movie. Oh, I think that this is the worst of the worst, Mm. which makes it the best of the best. Uh I think this is the I think this is as it should be the pinnacle of all Fifty Shades. Well, and. But they don't even like do sex stuff very much in this movie. They do movie. a little bit. There's a little but they're There's broken little... up. No, so... they're broken up for a little bit. They get back together pretty quick. Uh, if and you then say they so. start the whip. And then, and and then get... she's like, mm, I don't know, but maybe we should dip our toes into this again. And he's like, Are you sure? I'm you really fucked wrong. up. You got it wrong. I don't know. She's like, This time I take the reins. Oh, Jesus. It's something like that. Okay. You know, it's like, this I thought time... <laughs> they were saving that for the third one, the <laughs> no, full empowerment. I don't think so. I think this is the one. Somebody somebody email us podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Lot of this fucking this movie straight, and I'm we're arguing sure she's about like, it. This time, I wear the pants in this family kind of thing. And so, anyway, I'm taking you to the red room now, <laughs> Christian Gray. And you know, she slaps at him a little bit. Anyway, there is some sex stuff, but you know, we we got that all out of the way in the first one, anyway. But that's I, I thought that was like the appeal. Is yeah, that not the appeal? No, no, and that's my, my whole point here is I think that I think that by casting Dakota Johnson, this film shows its self awareness of the ridiculousness mm. of this. The series is the Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Is what Twilight fan fiction? Yes, it is a ridiculous book. Uh-huh. I, people who enjoy it are not are not going to tell you this is great literature, right? They're going to tell you. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I, I think everybody's in on the. Everybody knows what's going on here. You know, it's it's. It's a particular kind of fodder. And so this this these films know, especially this one, how to stay in their lane, which is to to produce content that is enjoyable and entertaining and way over the top ridiculous and not even trying for one second to be good. And so part of the casting, I think, that happens here is you're casting. Who's this gentleman? What's his Jamie name? Dornan, Jamie Dornan, who's basically the equivalent of casting a thumb. He's, he's boring. A good actor. He's vanilla, but he's fun. That's right. But but there's nothing about him. No. You know what I mean? Like as he, Christian he is- Gray, he is not. Uh, he he has one note to play, which is right. I'm so fucked up and I can't restrain myself. He's like a <laughs> werewolf, but with BDSM stuff and only like right. vanilla BDSM right. stuff. He's like, he's like a teen wolf. Yeah, he's like a teen wolf dad. Even also, he's just you know he's he's hairless and very shiny. Right, and you know as I, men should be. I guess I guess that's that's part of the appeal for him too. And then they cast Dakota Johnson. Who's an excellent actress. We both agree. She's excellent at her job. But in addition to that, she brings a particular quirkiness and a particular sort of down-home, girl-next-door-ish kind of thing to the role that if you would cast this in other directions, right? Think about any number of people who were speculated as being cast for one. But if you cast somebody who is sort of, you know, notoriously sexy, Right. Uh-huh. Not that Dakota Johnson isn't sexy or that people I'm not I'm not suggesting I'm not I'm not here to try to convince anybody that Dakota Johnson isn't sexy and attractive. We all know she is. Let's get that out of the way. But it's a particular kind of quirky sweetness to her entire persona and presentation, the way she carries herself. But I think shows that the people who are making this film know what they're doing, know the lane that they're in, and have a bit of a sense of humor, for lack of a better way of of sort of contextualizing it, a, a good sense of humor about what they're doing. And she brings a certain humanness to a very sort of flat, ridiculous text. I don't disagree. I wish that she didn't look like she was deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> 
the whole time. I also wish that Jamie Dornan didn't appear like he was being held at gunpoint to perform some of the more explicit scenes in these movies. They both look miserable. Oh, I disagree. I think you're thinking about Twilight. I think you're thinking about no, Robert Pattinson and how I, I guess I'll say this. The it it, my memories are most vivid for the first movie, and okay. that's where they look uncomfortable. In the second movie, as I recall, they look checked out. That's that's kind of what happened to oh, Kristen and Stewart I... and, and Pattinson as well as yeah. Twilight progressed, where they were just at first like, hmm, I don't know about this. And then, you know, as that series progressed, they were just like, we're kind of done, whatever. See, I, I would argue I would argue that what you're reading is checked out, is read, I read as leaning in. I think this is a case, and I mean, you may be right about the first film, but I think the second film is kind of where they're like, all right, this is the joke, and I'm here for the joke. <laughs> well, if you say so. As I said, I really don't have any detailed oh, memory of anyway. the second movie whatsoever. Well, what if what if in two future episodes we argue Fifty Shades Freed and Fifty Shades of Grey, period? I just uh, have to watch them no. again. We're, audience, we're not going to do that to you, but, but Brad is going to have to weigh in on this argument today. Because Sam is is handling a private event at the cinema, and so Brad's going to have to weigh in. Yeah. yeah this is going to be impossible, because this was not a fight or an argument <laughs> or <laughs> anything like it. I do like the... Because I've never seen any of these movies. You're fine. Um, which, yeah, like we talked about before, it sounds like uh, I don't have to have seen them. But uh, I like the fact that you guys, as movie lovers... Um, I, w- I would say you're serious about film. Uh, like Rachel said, it stays in its lane. It knows what it is. It's not trying to be anything else. Yep. That kind of, I, that doesn't even inch me closer to <laughs> wanting to watch it. But, you know, that's that's good to hear. But I don't know. To me, this kind of stuff also, again, having never seen it, it's like I'm one of those people where if I'm going to drink a Coke or a Dr. Pepper, I'm going to drink the real thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I don't want a Diet Coke. No Dr. Thunder. No Dr. No. Thunder for Brad. And this always kind of seems like the equivalent of that for like porn almost. Oh. You know to, what I mean? To a degree, and I'm no I, th- I think so. Purveyor yes. of porn. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know. What what is it that attracts people to this? Well Can you tell me that? I think, first of all, I, I think the book. Uh, mm. Oh, I guess when, I forgot this. Was, I totally forgot these are books. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how they start. And I do think it's the same audience, though, right? This is, they're, we're going to, the whole concept here is like, we're going to scoop up that, that book reading audience that were thirsty for some Fifty Shades. And but we're it, gonna give, it is erotica, the, the, the book series. It's, oh, absolutely. It's explicit erotica. And the films, by the virtue of the fact that they are mainstream films that are, played on 2000 screens or whatever have to tamp that down i imagine they do and i mean you know look not to stereotype too much but let me go ahead and do it when you're when you're you know in your mid 60s maybe even early 70s and you're you know you're a woman and you you know heterosexual woman and at that age you don't i don't i think you don't really want to go in that you don't want to go for the you're not on Pornhub. No, no, don't get me wrong. Some of those women are on Pornhub. Do not get me wrong. But I do think that a lot of those women are like, I, I don't think they want to make that jump to Pornhub, but they want a little bit of, of loving. So is this maybe like for uh, for older millennials or Gen Xers, like the equivalent of the boomers, boomer women with their romance novels? Mm. No? I mean, I, I think this kind of supplants the romance novels for a lot of those boomer right. women, right? I think this is boomer women, yeah. right? Yeah. I think, this I is, think, I so think these are boomers. I mean, that's what I saw in the audience when I would go see this. Is it? it and it, I will say this. The audience was damn diverse. Yeah. It was diverse across uh, across the board, with the exception of age. <laughs> 
you know, mm-hmm. every other mm-hmm. box is checked, but, you know, f- female of a particular age and, and honestly, gay dudes of a particular age, that's who was in the audience. Really? But it was just across the board. Yeah. Yeah. With this sort of, you know, maybe the porn, either the porn days never happened or the porn days are over, you know? <laughs> right. And this is what, and this is what you want a little, you want a little bit of, you want a little bit of an, you want an iMac with your D, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it truly is, and, and, and this is more of a vivid memory of the first movie again, but it truly is the equivalent of an erotic um, restoration hardware catalog to some degree. Mm. Well, yeah. here's yeah. what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you each get a million points. Thank you. Also, we just gave Sam about 20 different options for the title of this one. Yeah, we did. It's very true. Well, thanks, Brad. That's a tie. Yeah, no I problem. call it a tie. Sure, why not? Fifty Shades Tied. <laughs> Which should be the next one, by the way. Fifty Shades Tied. That makes perfect sense. They're, they're, they're going to do a fourth movie, inevitably. <laughs> and they should. Why not? I mean, I don't think Jamie... Jamie's probably about to get that Oscar nomination. Dakota might get an Oscar nomination, too. So, like... Because he's in Belfast... Which is, you know, he's pretty good in it. Yeah. Uh, and she's in this Maggie Gyllenhaal movie, The Lost Daughter, that everybody fucking loves. Have you seen it? No, but I want to. Mm, exciting. Really, really much. Dakota's going to have a year, from what I've heard. I she's hope about so. to have a 2022. Yeah. Yeah. There are already two speculative Sundance films she's starring well, in. Well, she's in that co- uh, the new movie from the guy who just made Shit House. Yep. That's, that's one yeah. of the ones that's on and, the Sundance shortlist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I, I'm curious. How he mm. follows up shit house. Fifty Shades Sundance. Sure. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. McBroseph, what's up? Hi. Hi, it's Rachel and Corey. Are you there? Hey. Yeah, I'm here. Cool, cool. Well, we're calling you, you know, like we do, to see what you've been watching. Like you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I am, you know, been segueing into the holidays, as one does at the beginning of the month. Yep. And we have started watching some holiday movies. And, okay, we didn't go into the Hallmark realm quite yet. But I have found that the Netflix versions, variants, if you will, of the Hallmark style of movie, I don't know. I think they're, like, a little better. Like, they have a few more things. I mean, no, no shame over in the Hallmark world, but... I think that they're a little more, um, you know, slightly more interesting. Oh, it's like a and, COVID, um, it's like a COVID variant only. A it is like a COVID <laughs> variant, topical. <laughs> <laughs> so what have what's uh, what's the pick okay, of the litter? Well, okay, so the two that I've seen so far. Um, okay, there's one called Love Hard, and it's oh. a terrible mm. name. Oh, that's really bad. Is that was that on? Are you sure that wasn't on? Speaking of Pornhub, we talked about that a little while. Mm, That's what this podcast (laughs) devolved to, by the way. You know, they reference Love Actually a lot in the movie, and they also reference Die Hard a lot in the movie because of Christmas. And it, I think that that is what they've gone with is some kind of weird name fusion of Love Actually and Die Hard, and it's called Love Hard, and I think it was terrible. That's really bad. um, But here's the thing. Okay, so the main guy in that one is the guy that plays Jin Yang on Silicon Valley, if anyone's familiar with him. Yeah, Jimmy Um, O. Yang. Jimmy O. Yang. I didn't know his name. I had to look it up. But look at Corey knowing everybody's name ever. Of course. Of course. Um, but yeah, so, and he, you know, he's like a cute guy, but he's, you know, unconventionally attractive, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, that's the type of thing I can't imagine, even a Hallmark movie, it's like, 
they would never not be a hot guy. Like, maybe they would have a flaw of something like not having the spirit of Christmas in their heart or you know, something like that. <laughs> they work to too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're not actually, um, they're not actually unattractive. And in this case, it's kind of this thing and she gets catfished with the non-line dating profile and there's like a sort of a bait and switch and the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And you get it and Christmas yeah. and love and stuff. But I did like that the lead was not your just normal dreamboat guy. Um, and in that same movie, first of all, they use a, adult mature language, mm. which is not something you'll find over on home. It's very Netflix Ooh, thing. No. And there is a doobie. There's a whole doobie in it, and they smoke it. <laughs> that, you a would never see that on Netflix. A jazz cigarette? Hallmark, yes. would, Hallmark would never do this. Never. This is They're nev- way too trad for that. Oh, for sure. Okay, uh, and so, oh, yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, in their defense, there's a there's a ton, I can think right now, of people we know as parents who would be shutting that down. Once that dube, <laughs> once that dube came out on Hallmark, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Including oh, no, a bunch of again. other, a longer, a long list of other, ra- of like some racist shit, too, that they'd turn off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. So let Hallmark, let Hallmark, Hallmark. But regardless. Yeah, Hallmark, Hallmark. And that's like, it's like, they take the same writing and corniness yeah. and, and like storylines and stuff. Because the lead lady in this movie is, guess what? She's a journalist. Uh-huh. From the big city. Oh, of course so, she is. Of course. So there's not really much changing there. But then there is stuff like, you know, S-words and doobie cigarettes. And, um, you know, it's just like a little more playful, a little more realistic, which I do like. Um, and then, okay, so the other one that we watched uh, the last couple of days from Netflix, y'all, it's called A Castle for Christmas. Mm. <laughs> and, Okay, it's like very exactly what you expect, but listen to the lead. Okay, Tony was reading the description, and the lead actors are Brooke Shields, as in the Brooke Shields. Yep. And Carrie, you know, I don't know how to say it. L L. Yules. Carrie Ellis. Is it Ellis? Yeah. I thought it was Yules. I don't think so. This is like Gienthal, We'll let Corey, yeah. We'll let Corey own this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take responsibility. If <laughs> people email you, you'll, you'll handle it for it. Um, so, okay, and here's the thing. Full disclosure, when Tony read the description and said those were the two leads, like they were the main ones listed, we both, I was like, well, surely they're the parents. And I was being ageist and assuming that these two were just the biggest names they had, so they listed them front, but they're definitely the parents of, like, the hot young people or couple or whatever. No, wrong again. They are the leads. Like, they are the love people, the love interest. They are the hot couple. Uh-huh. And I'm not even kidding. They are actually still, like, very hot. It's working out. It's great. It's, they're, they're doing great. But that is another thing. Like, I don't know. I just don't see Hallmark ever doing a movie that wouldn't have people, like, 30 or below. As the which lead. they you know ought I mean? to. They need to get it together. But you, you pointed yes. to something really good, too, which is, man, oh, man, when you got a little money in your pocket, those lotions and potions will keep you looking young. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For real. For real. So that one is really fun because it's, you know, super corny and there's a castle in Scotland and blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's a knitter's club and they knit and, you know, it's all the things. It checks all the boxes. Um, oh, and they do make a reference to Netflix, you know, very cheeky, very like wink, wink. Um, oh, one thing they did. Okay. So on Hallmark, they don't ever allude to any kind of like situation sexually like you know what i mean like there's maybe some light kissing but that's about it that we do not know anything about any of these people romantically beyond that but in this one the castle for christmas netflix version of this hallmark realm they do kind of like a a fade to window it's not Mm. it's not a fade to window they actually have a bedroom door closing as they both walk through it kissing but that's way more than you can say for any Hallmark. yeah well when when you have as much 
consumption of hot chocolate as you do in a Hallmark film. You don't need <laughs> sex. You don't need sex. And I don't know that you can. I mean, you're so hopped up on hot chocolate. I'm not sure that you can really, you, you can't think in that direction. So this it's good to know. did have hot chocolate, though. Oh. It did also have that. Well, I'm glad. Uh-huh. That's good. So so maybe that's a lesson to be learned. cream on top. So. so I just think, yeah, Netflix is like, hey, we like the form- we know people like this formula, but people are also a little bit more realistic and they want to cuss or have a doobie or have a bone sesh, whatever. <laughs> and Hallmark is like, I mean, Netflix is recognizing that. They're like, we know y'all are here for the cheese, but we're going to add a few more fun elements to it, you know, which Hallmark knows that they can't. They have to uphold their, you know, I guess their family values and, and whatnot. So, right. yeah, so if you're looking for a holiday Christmas movie in the style of a Hallmark, but with a little, I don't know, a little edge. harder edge, <laughs> then um, just head on over to Netflix, guys. So <laughs> hard. So guess what? A uh, uh, castle for Christmas. I, I, I bet Rachel, I could give you a hundred guesses as to who directed this movie, and you'd never get it. Uh, because, I'm not even going to go a hundred. Well, then. okay. So here's the thing: A Castle for <laughs> Christmas is the first movie directed in, in quite a while by Pet Cemetery director Mary Lambert. <gasps> Oh, wow. No way! Yep. Wow. Whoa. Mary Lambert, um, who was a big music video director, I believe, before oh. transitioning to Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery 2. Somebody needed a bing paycheck. Well, it's been a little while for yeah. old Mary Lambert, but good for her uh, making good that I mean, holiday movie you. money. They definitely shot on location at some castle. So they were in the grounds and they were walking around the castle and it was very Downton Abbey. They're like, well, what will we do? We have to sell the castle and how will we afford and blah, blah, blah. You know, and so there was definitely a trip to Scotland involved for all these people. So I think they really did win out. Hopefully they got back okay, you know, shutting down and everything. I did see in the trailer (laughs) where they're like, cheers to women buying castles. And I I was like, well, this is going on my list of must watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, women can buy castles too. (laughs) <laughs> it's not just for men anymore, Corey. That's that's a relief. I mean, I think everybody should be able to buy a castle. Oh, oh, Brooke Shields. <laughs> oh, Brooke, she does cry a lot in it. So if you are looking for a 50-something-year-old woman crying repeatedly, bingo. Who doesn't have that on their list this season? <laughs> <laughs> Man, as if, you know, just visiting with relatives isn't enough of that. Um, well... Thanks, Lisa. That's good to know. Corey, are you gonna are you gonna be partaking of these? You know what? Um, I'm probably gonna find myself in some dark night of the soul at some point this holiday season, and uh, wouldn't surprise me if one of these or perhaps both of these ended up on my TV set. Uh, because whatever, I hate myself. It doesn't matter. I might as well watch this. Oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. You know me. I'm a big fan. I'm gonna be seeing. I've, there's a lot of Hallmark in my future. Well, there is. There is a new. Hallmark Christmas movie. I mean, there's probably like 90 new Hallmark Christmas movies coming right. out in the next couple weeks. Right. But I, I did see a new Hallmark uh, Christmas movie called The Nine Kittens of Christmas, and oh, I will shit. be watching that. It's on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Okay. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't saying I wasn't going to actually also watch, uh, you know, Hallmark. <laughs> you're heating proper. up to it. I feel like you're starring, warming up to it. Starring former yeah, Superman yeah. Brandon Routh as a hot firefighter who apparently comes into some kittens. Lisa, I hope you had your pen out just now. No, I am. I'm on it. On it. Wow. wow, wow, A kitten for Christmas. Well, we look forward to hearing more from you because I feel like this is not the last installment of Holiday Fair we're going to get from you, Lisa. (laughs) No, it's probably not. We're very anxious to hear more. (laughs) Yeah, I love that the the highbrow, um, you know, fancy movie podcast calls me and I just talk about stupid oh this is in no way highbrow or fancy we just (laughs) we just talked at length about 50 shades of gray 
No, oh, we didn't. Oh, we talked 50. about Fifty Shades Darker. I apologize. Oh. I... <laughs> so, yeah, you caught us at a good time. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm glad I'm keeping the quality up. Let's keep it real, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't exactly. need a little Fifty Shades yeah. in their life? Everybody. It's like having some older divorcees <laughs> in the, as the leads in a Netflix movie. Keep it real. <laughs> I do think that this is the podcast, if any, that we would submit to AARP for a sponsorship. Oh, do you so think if they we would, could, though? If do we you could dog ear this one for that, I mean, we really did discover some geriatric ground, which, hey, I'm not an ageist, and, you know, I'm getting up there any damn way. AARP, we, we love you and your organization's mission. We saw, we show movies that um, your demographic wants to see all the time. Please give us your sponsorship and, money. Man, talk about even a $200 Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> we can use it. We could use it. And, you know, last time I was on here, we talked about SilverDaddies.com. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so true. That is oh, true. I do see a theme happening. We're really thirsty for that AARP money, y'all. <laughs> and it's showing. It's showing. All right, Bros. Well, we'll let you go get back to your homework because okay. there's a lot of content out there, man. There's a lot of totally. content out there. So many kittens. All. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to the one, the only Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic demon and rat. Uh, wait, this is familiar, but mm-hmm. it, I can't place it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them works on the cool side of the mall, and one of them one of them works hustling on the cool side of the mall, and the other one works on the shit side of the mall. Okay, I still can't place it. It's a, it's a Fast Times Where's My High. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. it is. And I think I might have done this before. If I did, I think this is the thing. If you ever catch us doing an outro with the same names, we'll send you some kind of a prize in the mail if you email us at podcast. Oh, somebody's going to do a spreadsheet. They're going to they're going to get this man. prize. I love it. Uh, I need to rewatch Fast Times. Oh, it's, it's been years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new Criterion Blu-ray. Of oh, that. it's a good time then. Well. Didn't pick it up when the sale was happening, and now the sale's over, so look at me. I feel like 2022 is a year we bring it back to the sun of mine. All right. Let's do it. I'll see it on the big screen for sure. It's worth your time, man. Um, Thanks to Batwell Studios, of course. Of course. uh, And thanks to Brad for subbing in for Sam today. We appreciate that. That's Um, some real heavy lifting you did. I know. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I had to listen to us talk Um, and actually actually listen a little bit. And thanks, of course, again to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. Yeah. Uh, For delicious sure. coffee. Uh, what else do we do here? Uh, sidewalk, uh, no podcast at sidewalkfest.com. We're all out of sorts without Sam. Yeah, I know. We really right? are. Um, and, and then email email us at podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Visit sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalkfilm on social media like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to see what's playing at the Sidewalk Cinema this holiday season. Tickets are already on sale for a bunch of really interesting stuff. We've got. The Novice uh, coming up on December 17th, yeah, which is a wonderful, like really stressful movie, uh, festival encore. And then our holiday series, Batman Returns, yep. which is awesome. Check. I want to see that on the big screen. The Preacher's Wife, Check. which is awesome. We got The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. I've seen that on the big screen. It's absolutely beautiful it is. on the big screen. And then, of course, uh, this is the one I'm most excited yeah. for because of who I am, Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. 
which I haven't seen on the big screen before, and I'm really excited. Oh, to see I have. It. I saw. I did. I have, and it is amazing. I mean, who doesn't want to wa- watch Tom Cruise walk around the streets of New York on during the Christmas season? Uh, talk, wander around thinking, why am I such a beta male cuck? What's going on <laughs> with me? Uh, I'm going on some sort of sexual odyssey slash downward spiral. Oh, it rules. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, that's coming up. So come see a movie or two or four or, you know, an indefinite number of movies with us at the Sidewalk Cinema this holiday season and beyond. Thanks for listening. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.